The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. to one-on-one with poppy chulo today is tuesday february 24th 2015 listeners please welcome to one-on-one with poppy chulo adult industry veteran performer director and producer lt welcome to the show man hey man how you doing long time coming i know man it's been a long time since we've been chatting about doing this but uh we we're finally getting the chance to do it and uh, i'm glad that we are man because uh you've got some exciting things coming up yeah, so from my website, I'm finally doing something for me, you know, and and um, I can do everything I can cast, anybody I want to cast, and uh, basically do anything I want to do, so that's a big plus. Absolutely, man. Sounds good. So uh, typically at the start of these interviews, I like to get uh, stats out the way because for the most part, the listeners and your fans out there, they haven't had the chance to like see you in person. They only see you on the screen, you know, whatever screen it is that they're using. Nowadays, it's either the TV, the computer, or the mobile. So uh, let's get some stats out the way before we dive into the interview. What's your height and weight? Me? Hmm. Man, that, that kind of fluctuates, bro. It's, it's you know I know I'm it's six three and one ninety between one ninety and one ninety two it, it goes back and forth. Okay. Sometimes I might get up to one ninety three depending on how many uh, fat burgers I eat. You know. There you go. What's your ethnicity? African American. I hope I am. Last time I looked in the mirror. You know. <laughs> it's always good to double check. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You get up in the oh shit, I'm black. Okay, yeah, that, that's that's what I. Am. There you go. Yeah. What's your zodiac sign? Uh, Capricorn. Happy belated birthday. Belated-ish. Well, yeah, yeah. Belated-ish. Yes. You know, it's kind of cool. Exactly. And uh, how old are you? Oh, we're getting there, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh. I just made 52. That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's what's up. I would have never yeah. guessed. A lot of people never guess. It's just, uh, no one, no, no man's gonna look like this in the business. It's fifty-two. Ain't that I promise true? You that. I can agree with that. Let's start off by talking about LT before he was LT. At least LT in the industry. Let's get to know a bit about the man behind the performer and the director. Where are you originally from? Chicago. All right now, Chi Town Steppin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, born, raised, went to school, a little bit of college. You know, that's that's my hometown, man. You know, okay. Even I know it's the wild, wild west right now, but it's it's, it's my hometown. 
that's what's up. What was life like for you growing up? What was LT like as a child, as a as a teenager? Well, I've had a very good child life. I mean, you know, we didn't, we wasn't in, living in the projects or anything like that. I mean, we we always had a good place to live. Me and my brother and my sister, you know. So you know, everything was always cool. You never thought I'd be into this business, though. I mean, that's the last thing that uh, I ever thought I'd be into, but. You know, hey, life takes some strange turns, man. And uh, this is the way it ended up. So here I am. Absolutely. What were you doing with your life prior to entering the business? No, I had so many damn jobs. Doorman, construction, security, uh, airport shuttle driver, all kind of crap, man, I was doing. I was trying to test every job on the market, basically. Okay, so how did uh, this guy with multiple jobs and many different jobs, many different types of jobs, venture into the adult industry? Well, actually, I was in Oakland, and uh, me and a friend of mine, a friend of my mom's, uh, uh, my mom's friend's son, you know, we, we kind of, we hit off really well, and uh, I was in Oakland, and we were staying in the same house, and he's, I tell him I went to go down to L.A. to be an actor, he's like, Man, you know, it's tough. And I said, yeah, 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 I give it my best. You know, he said, but if all that fails, you can always be one of those porno actors. At the time, I laughed it off and said, oh, yeah, right, okay, whatever. <laughs> and, and look what happened. He, he, he deceased now. So, but if I could tell him now, man, remember that conversation we had back in the 80s? You know, uh, it's, it's like, oh, man, really? Yeah, so that would have been a trip to, to, to see him and, and tell him that I did what he thought I should have done, you know. <laughs> Exactly. Kind of, kind of crazy. So before that moment, like, had porn at all crossed your mind as something that you wanted to do or something that no, you wanted to never. try? No, mm -hmm. I was just, I was born to come to L.A. to be an actor. Oh, you know, okay. porn never came across my mind. Never. I mean, that didn't come to my mind is, is when, you know, I was doing all these extra roles and I wasn't getting anywhere, going out on auditions, wasn't getting anywhere. So it came to a point where it's like, screw this, I had to pay bills. You know, that's where they came in. So in 97, I mean, in uh, 99, uh, uh, I got into it. And how I got into it was very funny. I got told the story about two times already, but I went to a Hustler store. I was going out to a party that night, and Hustler was having a party. It was back in 1999. And they was having uh, some kind of screening for some movie, you know, uh, and... I stopped. I stopped in. You know, I stopped in, and uh, I started to to to. I'm like, oh my god, look at all the porn stars. And then Sharon Mitchell walked in, mm -hmm. the future owner of AIM mm -hmm. walked in, and she was basically, I guess, just getting over some personal issues. She was getting over, and she was starting to perform again. And uh, I said, damn, that's that's one of my idols right there. I used to watch her, man, back in the early 80s, man, when I was in high school and stuff like that in, in college, I used to watch it on the screen. So it was like, uh, I met her this, hey, this, and, you know, I blah, blah, all that. And then Raymond Riley walked up, the dude from Fallen Angel, you know, and uh, he said, he introduced himself, hey, my name is Raymond. She said, yeah, this is, he's just a, a fan of mine, I met him. And, and Raymond did a series called Dirty Dancers. It was to introduce new people to the business. Okay, so you know I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. um, but it was actually for for 
men to, you know, better men to meet women, meet women. But in this case, Sandra was a vector, and I was the uh, uh, new guy. Yeah. He said, he said to me, turn around, look at me, dead my, hey, would you like to do a scene with this woman? And uh, as my mouth fell up, I'm like, what are you talking about? Scene, like a, just an acting scene? Sure, I, I just send me the script. No, 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 no. Don't sing. You want to do a scene with her? I'm like, whoa. Uh, I don't know what to say. And she looked at me smiling. And she's like, why not? You said you used to jack off to me, so this is your chance to be in here. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That's that. Yeah. I, I, I said, are you really telling the truth? And she said, yeah, he's telling the truth. So I said, okay. So we set it up. It was a week later. And that's how I started, man. It's, it was, she, Sharon got me in the business. And the, the, my next big scene was with Merlin Chambers after that. Wow. You know, and all this happened between 99 and 2000, you know, and people just said, damn, you work with two legends. And you ain't been in business a year. I said, well, I guess it all depends on who you know, you know? Absolutely. You know, uh, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, and, and, and we all know Merlin passed away recently. Yes. You know, um, but uh, that was some kind of a, 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 a entry for me in the business, man. And I tell people, and I, every interview, I gave one extra is maybe, and I tell them the same thing. They said, wow, that's, and it's true because they, they even looked up the scene and there I was. It was the movie called Dark Chambers. It was Mary Chambers' movie. She came back and did that movie. And uh, Sharon uh, called the lady that's director, Scandalay. Anyway, she said, well, I got a young guy here. You, he speaks well. You can use him in your feature. And that's the first time I ever uh, been on the set. A lot of people, like 20 people, I'm like, you know, because I didn't see with Sharon, it was just me and her, and the camera guy. And I get a set with VCA, like 20 people, people walking around with scripts and lighting. I'm like, okay. It's a no, but we go on location because when you play the, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, um, the highway patrol police, and y'all gonna do it in the car. I'm like, uh, okay. Man, it was like 98 degrees out there, man. I'm sweat with all this stuff. And remember, this is pretty fragile now. And con okay, mm -hmm. so you have to think, you know, and uh, all these uh, uh, people were around, shit like that. It's like, you know, but I, I did it, and and once I did that, it was it was off the race. Wow, man, that's quite a story. Yeah, as, as everybody that I told us can't believe it, that you can you get in the business that way, and I did, man. It's like. Uh, uh, it was it's a strange and unbelievable way to get in, but it it happened, you know. And, exactly. Uh, I can say that, you know. Actually, I I've worked with Nina Hargis a few times, so if you put them three together, there's nobody in the business, no black guy that worked with all three of those girls. I'm the only one. There you go. Okay, before we continue on with your adult industry adventure, I want to pause for a second. I don't want to talk about these uh, these acting gigs, extra roles. Now, were you on any, like, big TV shows or films where we could, like, pause and all of a sudden be like, that's LT in the background? Yeah, that, that's, man, I've been in Cagney and Lacey so many times. I was paying the, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, I was always in the alcohol anonymous scenes, you mm -hmm. know, when she was always one of those things. I was in Colors, 
uh, that Sean Penn, Robert Devine movie. Um, I was in um, Jesus Christ. Uh, a lot of TV shows. I forgot that one. It was about two gay guys. I forgot the name of that TV show. Uh, I was in Eddie Murphy's Coming to America. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and um, I did some but I can't remember the name of that show. It was a show about two gay guys. I don't know. I forgot the name of it. Um, but it, it ran for a long time. Um, and um, like I said, I just did so much of it that I got, I wasn't going anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, okay, um, I, I need to <laughs> pay the bills here, you know? Because I wasn't getting any speaking roles, so I just thought I was wasting my time. Yeah. Where were you at in uh, Coming to America? Were you in the scene, uh, She's Your Queen-to-be? Yeah, I was in that big old marriage thing there. Yeah, that one. Okay, Bark Like a Dog. Yeah, that scene. Okay. (laughs) That's crazy, man. (laughs) It was hilarious. It was really hot that day, too. You know, it was was really really hot, man. uh, I had a good time doing it. You know, I was in that uh, one show. What's that football player? Young Blood. He was a cop. Uh, damn, I forgot the name of I don't remember none of those shows, man. But he was a football, ex-football player for the Rams. Uh, Jack Youngblood, I think, or Jim, one of them. Or, no, Fred, Fred Dreyer. Mm-hmm. He was a cop. And I forgot the name of the TV show. And I was actually in that almost all the time. I was always in that show. Okay. Very cool, man. That's awesome. Lots, lots of interesting memories, I'm sure. Very. California has uh, been uh, absolute roller coaster for me. You know, it's it's, uh, it's just the way it is. And if you can deal with it, you can deal with. It, you know, uh, absolutely. But, uh, yeah. After all the awards, I've had all that, so it's like you know, it's time to do something for me now. Exactly, which I'm really excited about. So, okay, so what's the official tally? How long have you been in the adult industry? Wow, dude, I started in 99. I took a break in 02 to 03. I took a year off, you know, because uh, uh, the job that I was doing, I found it was a construction job. I was making a lot of money doing it. So I wanted to find out if I wanted to do it for forever and that's why I was living in Vegas and um, but then I got a call from the director and said hey man you want to come do the scene and hell man it's like I go there and make a quick 500 and come back I'm like shit I've made 500 just like that you know maybe I should stick with that you know uh, even though I was doing good in construction I had to work a whole week for that to get to get paid you know so um, I decided to come back to porn after my one year hiatus off, you know, and uh, continue it. And I've uh, been doing it ever since. Awesome, man. So, wow. So, that's including the hiatus. It, it's basically a, a 15 year career in the business. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it was. And I tell people that all the time. It's just like, do you ever get tired? I'm like, well, no, because I'm not working every day. You know, there's a difference between being tired and being mentally tired, mm-hmm. you know. Now, you get mentally tired, I can understand that, you know, but for the most part, uh, 
Uh, no, I mean, uh, no, you don't. I mean, uh, Sean Michaels had this conversation with me too. It's like, Sean said, hey, I still like women. So until I settle down with one girl where I don't want to, you know, be involved with a woman, then I'm going to do it until I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the same how I feel. That's the same way I take it. You know, until I start, you know, enjoying every girl in every race <laughs> and I can settle down, then I'm going to do this. And then when I can just be a producing director and, and, and just leave my performing days behind me, it's a lot of guys uh, who are thinking about it right now. You know, uh, some of them are forced to leave and some of them just, you know, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, right now there's a lot of females that's in the business that I don't even know, man, because, you know, me, I've been around for so long. All the girls that I knew are, are basically gone. You know, you know, the Jada Fires, the, 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 the Marie Love, even though she came back for a split second, but she left again. You know, the Monet Devines, you know, the Sydney Capri's, the Naomi Bankses. You know the the the, the, the sky blacks, uh, obsessions, uh, Jasmine Cashmere's, the, the, you know the Cheyenne James. All those girls are gone. Yeah. Those girls that when I was into my thing was around, and they gone. Monet Divine is gone, and all of them are gone. You know, so these new girls come around now, and it's like it's cool, but you know you just don't know what you got. You know what I'm saying? But those girls, you know, you've seen those girls perform. You know what you got with them. Yeah. You know, uh, you know when you when you book them, you're not even concerned. You know, uh, now it's you just, you just don't know. And but what I'm doing for my site is they're all new, so I'm not expecting them to like the world on fire. I'm just introducing them to to the business so people can know them and, and see them, and and uh, uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm not. Shooting with veteran girls in my vid- in my in my uh, uh, website. It's all new girl. Nice man. Very cool. Okay, so I always feel like you got to pick the right name when you would decide to be a performer in the business. It's got to be catchy. It's got to yeah. be something that uh, the fans can associate with you. It's also got to be something unique. So this is one of my favorite questions to ask. How did you come up with your porn name, LT? Whoa. Actually, someone said the same thing you, you did when I asked what name can I get. I said, make it short and quick where people can understand it and, and know it. And when they, you say it, they don't have to wait three minutes for your name to be over. You know, so I said, okay, what quick name? And, and actually, I was looking at uh, some old films on TV. You know, those old NFL films? Mm-hmm. And... Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor came up. You know, he's one of the greatest players, and so yeah, LT's next, and it dawned on me, ding, I can use LT. That's quick, just two, just two, two letters, and that's how that came about. And, and even though my deceased father, his last name mentions with LT, but for some reason, uh, I never thought of that. You know, I just was watching that TV show, and and there it was. Then I realized, damn, my father's initials was that too. So. Now I know I'm keeping this name, you know. So that's uh, how it came about. Okay, simple. It's funny how, simple. S- how funny how things happen that way. Yeah. Yeah, I know he had all the <laughs> all the police problems and you know stuff like that. But that's not going. You know, I've had this name for so long now that it's I can't change it. You know. Exactly. 
I want to go back to that first day on set when uh, when you're with Sharon Mitchell. What was that experience like for you? Like, what was going on in your mind like that first Dude, day? I was doing nervous it? as hell. Okay. Nervous as hell. I think I went to the bathroom about four times. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> it's like Sharon noticed that I was a little nervous, so she came in and sat on me. She said, "It's gonna be okay." And, you know, and and gave me a little kiss on the, on the little lips, and I'm, and I was fine after that. I was like, okay, great, you know, because uh, I I was not used to that, you know, that environment, you know, and uh, and I'm being honest, man, I was nervous as hell. It's like I, at one point, I was like, I don't know if I can do this, man. I ain't, it's like, but Sharon saying, hey, it's gonna be fine. You you know, we just having sex, you know, and what she was wearing when she was telling me, I'm like, oh, okay, I think it's going to be fine. You know? So, uh, that, that was, that was, <laughs> that was a, and it was like a, a scary intense time for me, man. Cause I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if I was going to be any good or whatever, man. It's like, I just did it though. And it worked out and here we are. Absolutely. Throughout your career, you've done, um, different types of scenes you've done uh, you know feature work you've done i think for the most part you're known for gonzo but, uh, but, but you've much, done yeah. but you've done all all types of stuff you know from you know the more reality based to the skit based to the features to the gonzo my question for you is when you're doing a scene depending on the type of scene whether it's something with a bit more dialogue versus something where it's just straightforward sex do you prepare yourself mentally in different ways depending on the type of scene that you have to shoot well yeah you do every 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 scene that you do is a different preparation mind wise mm -hmm. you know because remember it's all mental especially if you're performing you know, just, just shooting, directing is totally different. Your, your mind's in another place. But performing would mean because it's like the girl is different. So the, 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 the chemistry is going to be different. You know, um, the location where you are, you know, uh, it's just a lot of things that, that run through your mind before a scene. And, and, uh, but when it boils down to it, it's all the same. It's just a mental thing. You have to, you know, adjust to different talent that you work with. You know, if it's a new girl, you know, you, you go in there with, with a question mark. You don't know what's going to happen <clears throat> because she's new. You know, but with a veteran girl, you said, this is this should be easy because, you know, she's going to help make it easy. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my logic on that. When you're on set, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most? Boy, um, trying to be honest, could be the girl that I'm working with, period. It could be, you know, anything, her legs, her, her body parts, uh, and her personality, you know, um, what turned me off is a, it could be a lot of things, man. Tardiness, um, attitude, um, Ability to perform, uh, a girl acting like this is an escort time, and it's, it's a porn shoot, and it's, it's after that point, I don't even want to. I don't want to do it. Do it. I've sent girls home, girls home in a makeup chair because wow. I don't like their attitude. Yeah, I, I, maybe this is not happening today. You know, when we come back another day and do this, 
where you where you locked in because today you're not. Your mind's all over the place, you know, and I know it. And so I've, I've sent girls home for being late. You know, I've canceled stuff. It's just like you cannot show up on my stuff that I'm doing 45 minutes to an hour late. And I got the makeup person waiting for you. Now, they can't go to the other face to do because you're late. You know, and that makes me look like crap when I got the makeup artist looking at me, LT, what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So eventually I'm going to have to pay her half or him, you know, that day because the girl's late as hell and they, they didn't already messed up the other uh, uh, job because they waited on me. So um, that's that's a big time panel, big time turn off. And usually I give I give a girl a hiatus for a hiatus for a while before I shoot him again, you know, because, you know, it, especially when you don't call me. You just show up anytime you want. That I, I don't. You, no, you can't do that. No. Yeah, I agree. I mean, lack of professionalism is not cute. Exactly. I mean, you have to, you know, uh, do what you can do, man. But you, if I'm late, I'm gonna call somebody and say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna be this and that and this and that." And, and you know, well, how long are you gonna take it? Well, give me another twenty. Okay, good. As long as you're keeping communication with the person. That shows me that you care. But if you don't call, just show me you want to. That tells me you don't give a damn. You know, okay, if you don't give a damn, then I don't give a damn. You see, catch. There you go. Have a nice trip home. That's how I do it. Mm-hmm. And that's basically, you know, you're in the work world. You you know how it is. Yeah. If a person have a meeting and they don't call you to let you know they're going to be late and they walk in your, your, your meeting 30 minutes late, they do. What the, you know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, man. You know, uh, you treat people how you want to be treated. You know, you don't just show up to people. Like, you see, see why people can't keep a job for these same reasons. So this is porn. If you can't show up on time to do a porn shoot, you're going to be there for two, three hours, you know, uh, and longer sometimes for a feature. But the Gonzo shoots, you're not going to be there that long. So you mean to tell me you can't show up on time? It's just, it bothers my mind, man. Yeah, I never understand that. I've heard that a lot. I don't want to say I've heard that a lot, but I mean, I have heard that before about uh, female performers as well as male performers, which I'm like, I don't understand how you can't be on time. Shockingly for for guys, man, that's really, that's really shockingly for guys because you're like, dude, (laughs) you know, uh, I'm quite sure you know that I can call another guy. So you showing up, you know, I ain't gonna say no names. I don't want to call anybody out, but they know who they are. You can give you know, me the names the during the after show. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's, you don't do that to someone, man. I mean, call them and let them know you're going to be late or you can't make it. You don't just not show up, you know. Exactly. Right now, I want to break a porn scene down with you. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Oral, vag, or anal? Like it all, man. There's, you know, especially... Only oral, oral part, if a girl is good at what she does, then, you know, if you're working with a girl that you know that's, that's her skill is... If she's a head doctor. Then, yeah, like a Havana ginger. Really good. I mean, I'm really showing up there. You know, you, you, you get a girl like a uh, kitten or obsession or sky black uh, uh, or, or what's uh, a girl name? She... Jasmine Cashmere. Uh, those girls are really good doing that. Vanessa Blue was really good 
doing that. You know, uh, Jada Fire. I mean, you know some the name of our old school girls, right? Because mm-hmm. if you was booked with them, you knew that part was going to be <laughs> on point. And the rest of it was just going to be, you know, uh, dessert after that. I mean, uh, I think I've worked with Havana about, geez, like six times. I've worked with Carmen Hayes about five or six times. Jada about seven or eight. Naomi about seven. You know, uh, Kitten, same amount of time. So all those girls I mentioned, I worked with quite a few times. You know, so that means we had a bit of chemistry going on. You know, um, and girls that I knew that I can count on when I booked them, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, how the scene is going to start. You know, as a director, you know, you, you and a performer, you, you're saying, if I can get past this blowjob, if the blowjob part is good, the rest of the scene should be no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, but for me, it's liking one of the three, man, they all are good. You know, uh, if the girl know how to do anal, then of course I'm going to like it. If you don't, then I'm not going to like it. <laughs> you know, um, everybody's vagina was, I've, I've never had a bad vagina experience as far as not liking it. I mean, hey, I'm going back to the Richard Pryor theory. If you think that pussy was bad, well, let me take it and I give it a second opinion. There you, you go. Know, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel so vaginal is going to always be good no matter who the girl is basically it's the, it's the other two if, 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 if they're good at that then you got a great performance period and those are the girls that usually work for anyway and I miss I, you know what performer I really miss that did it all she's from Eng- England uh, Alexa Silver man I miss that girl LT I mean, spitting her, out some good names oh yeah Alexa so see all these girls are retired now yeah. I mean, these, these these girls I'm naming were the best at what they did. No offense to the new sisters or the new girls in the business, but, you know, they're gone. Christina Rose, gone. You know, uh, Flower Tucci, gone. Uh, these girls, I, you know, you just, you just don't replace them performance-wise. Sure, you can get, you know, new females in, but you don't replace what they did. You know, you don't do that. It's It's, it's, it's hard to do that. You know, uh, and that's why I'm shooting new girls for my site because I want to see who can 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 break in that mold and, and can be as talented and as hungry as those girls were. Because see, back in the day, those girls didn't do porn for money; they did it because they like it. You know, uh, and they they tell you that. I mean, those girls were really good at what they did, and when you're really good at what you do, you're not really doing it for money. You know, sure, getting paid, you want to be compensated. Yeah, that's, you know, every girl do. White, black, Latin, Asian. But you movie girls, when you watch them, you watch porn. You can watch girls and you can tell the girls that would do that if they were rich. They would still do the same thing. Yeah. And those are the girls that I love to shoot. That's why I gave Naomi Banks her movie. That's why I gave Skin Diamond her movie. I want to give other girls, but they all quit at the time that I that, that, uh, was giving out showcases that elegant. You know, and... uh um, Naomi was just wow, and then yeah. Naomi quit. So it was like, okay, now what? You that know, was all, a the, shame, all the good man. girls are, man, yeah. I feel your pain, bro. Yeah, that was a shame right there because she was she was an all around, all encompassing female performer. She could do it all. I mean, there are very few women 
in the industry and especially women of color that can do gonzo but can also be very convincing in the features and i mean she also I mean, i've interviewed her before so we've discussed i mean she she's doing she was doing uh, like both the mainstream stuff and the adult stuff so i mean she was very convincing in all of the different roles that she took on yeah yeah there's no doubt about it. that's that's why we gave her that movie because she could act she's a damn good performer and she was pretty you know what i'm saying so you put all those together and you, you have the makings of a star you know exactly. i did Naomi, and i think her second scene she ever did in the business i did her second scene it was for uh 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 it was, it was black tails i did sugar walls it was sugar walls black tails but i changed the name so i made the movie more vignette less gonzo you know and i put it with alexa silver and that was the first time i shot alexa silver you know and the moment I, that scene was over, I said, Alexis, everything I got, I'm putting you in it, you know, because she was really good. And, and, and actually, Naomi pulled me to the side and said, oh, I never did a girl. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> how are we going to do this here? You know, so, well, I can, I can, I can work my way through it. You know, she didn't quit on the scene. She, she got through it. You know, and I said, for you to do that, not even being with a girl in your personal life, to step on set and just do a girl, girl, and and act like you did before was amazing to me. You know, yeah, I agree because she ended up something. becoming a big damn deal within the girl, girl genre. Yeah, I mean, look, if 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 a girl don't like a girl, and I'm shooting a girl, girl scene, but a girl lied to me and said, oh, I do like girls. I'm going to be really, really, really pissed off. You know, you either like girls or you don't. There's no in-between. You either like them or you don't. And then you, you have some girls, well, she can go down on me. Oh, nah, nah, nah. You know, only time I can buy that, unless I get you on set and say, okay, we, would you do this girl, girl, or wouldn't uh, you probably go sign that big girls before? I can, I can let that slide then. But if you got girl, girl on your model thing, on your, you know, whatever agency you you are, at, where, you know, if you if you have that there, and I call him and say this is a girl girl scene, and he say yeah she loves girls, but when she gets there, it's like she never even touched a girl before. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen it happen. I've talked to directors having this. It's a nightmare because it's it's like wow, we spent all this, and you don't like girls. And you you got girl girl on your on your on your bio, you know, and it's like, what do we do now? It's just a bad situation, man. It's it's like it's it's just, you know, that's why you see, uh, uh, I like to hire girl girls that only have girl girl on their title because that makes it easy, you know. Yeah, because you know what you're getting, a hundred percent. Exactly, exactly. I don't know if you're a big fan of girl girl, you know, but. I am to a certain degree, you know, uh, I like to see two girls into each other, you know, um, uh, in a variety of ways, you know, especially when they do the strap-ons, because I can see them getting screwed by something, you know, uh, and depending on what kind of scene it is, uh, it could be a little rougher, you know, like the skin movie I did for Skin Diamond, mm-hmm. you know, she brought out the whips and stuff, I'm like, damn, skin, 
you know, because <laughs> I never, I never shot anything like that, you know. And oh man, she she put on a show, and and, and Celeste Star was one of the girls, and what's the name? Asphyxia, Asphyxia Mayor, something, something. I don't think that's her name, but that was Skin Friend, and she said I want her in it. And I'm like, okay, good. You know, I'm not a girl on girl, you know, expert. So wh- whoever you want in it, you can have in it, you know. And it was it was very nice thing. Very nice scene. You had three girls that was into each other, and that's what makes a girl girl scene so well done. They like if they all like each other. And you see, a guy and a girl, we don't have to like each other to pull off a good scene. Yeah, you know. But girls, they have to like each other, or it's not going to work. Plain and simple. Very true, man. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Okay, so getting back to breaking a porn scene down, in a scene. What's your favorite sexual position to do, and does that differ from your fave position in the real world? I would say cowgirl. When a girl's sitting to me, I guess I can get a chance to look into her eyes. You know, when she's sitting on top of me, I like that the best. And the same, same in my personal. Okay. And, uh, of course, how a scene ends. Uh, in a scene, where is your favorite place to shoot your load? <laughs> Let me see. Uh, whoa. Um, really, I don't care, man. It's, it's it's like, what what do people, what do they like that's watching the movie? It's, it's not about what I like. At home, I can, I, I can, I can shoot it in a plant if you want me to. I would care, you know. But, oh, 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 and, and, that might be and good fertilizer. Video, exactly. You might be on to something video, right there, man. Exactly. And video is, you know. 85% of the time it's the face because that's what most people like. You know, I know you have some cream pie fans out there, so I'm giving them the the, the other 15%, you know. Uh, it's, you know, I used to, when I was shooting Big Black White Asses, you know, the movie's about butts. So I used to come on a butt, you know, and people didn't, didn't have, they, they didn't complain about it, so I did it for that, you know. But going back to that favorite position, yeah, that's cowgirl is the favorite one for me in both both aspects. Okay, cool. How would you describe your fuck style? Hmm. Well, but I don't go hundred miles an hour like I might well. You know, <laughs> not saying that's a bad thing, but I, that's not my style. I'm, I'm more like I'm more medium. I can I can turn it up as as much as you, you want me to. You know, and I can tone it down too. You know, depending on the type of scene it is. You know, if it's a if it's a hardcore girl, like a kitten or Naomi or Jada, you know, you ain't gonna do no love making with those girls. You have to bring it. You know, uh, now if you would some older milfs, you know, that uh, prefer the, the 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 medium pace, then I could do that too. You know. Uh, but all of it's uh, uh, a turn off to people. Because, look, the only thing that matters in the porn film is, is, is the guy's dick hard. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm right. No matter what they're doing, if the guy's dick's not hard, it's not going to work. Plain and simple. You know, you can adjust to all the other styles or how you're doing it or whatever. But if, it, if, this, if, if the guy doesn't look confident, you know, then... You know, man, it doesn't matter what girl it is, no matter what style you do. I mean, it's like, but my, getting back to my style, it's like, man, I'm, I don't, I don't, I can adjust. So I don't really have a, 
a set style. I can I, I adjust to the girl. You know, that's what makes my style. In your opinion, as a performer as well as a director, which type of scene is easier and which type of scene is more difficult to perform in to shoot? One-on-ones, threesomes, or group sex scenes? What threesomes in what way? Two girls and a guy, two guys and a girl. Well, I guess that is that can be different. Um, I guess you know you can split it up into the two categories: uh, two dudes and a chick, and uh, two chicks and a dude. Which is which is more easy and which is more difficult to shoot? One on ones, threesomes, uh, male female female, male male female, and uh, group sex. Well, the the most difficult ones is probably uh, um, the guy guy girl. Because, you know, the guy really don't have any control over the situation as far as getting a lot of me time. You just have to blend in. You know, uh, the easiest, I think, is a one-on-one scene. That's just me. You know, and the two girl and the guy scene is like in between. You know, it could be it could be rough and then it could be easy, depending on, you know, how, the, how good the guy is. You know, uh, I think the hardest is the guy guy girl scene to me and the easiest is the one-on-one mm-hmm. have you ever run into pussy hogs oh boy dude <laughs> i've done a few gangbangs in my career man and it's like dude can i get in there okay man just give me 15 more seconds you know it's, it's really funny it's like i don't know what you're trying to prove it's like we, we we all get the same amount of money here you know this is basically when i first started you know, it was really funny, man. It's like guys trying to, I guess, prove themselves. It's like, whatever. You know, all those guys that was trying to prove themselves are out of business. And I'm talking about when I was just starting my, my, my push, like in 04 or 05, that's when people started to recognize who I was after being in the business for like five years. It took me about five years for people to, to even notice who the hell I was, you know, because back then, you know, uh, Marcus, Shawn Michaels, Julian St. Jock, Lex were probably the the most black guys that was working back in those because Lex came in a half a year before me. I think Lex came in like maybe year ninety eight, if I'm mistaken. Mm-hmm. You know, oh I forgot Byron Long. Byron Long was working we Byron Long we Tony Everetti, believe it or not. Um Sean and Julian and Marcus. Because Lex had just started, so he didn't, he didn't really get going to like 05, 06, you know. Um, but for the most part, it was those guys. Yeah, it's very true. And it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird, man. It's basically it's me, Lex. It's basically the only one still around from that era, you know. Um, Prince didn't come in to like 04 or 05, him and Rico. So the guys, I think me and Lex are the only ones that, that came in the 90s that stood around. You know, just us two. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, There's nobody, think, bro. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, that's actively... In... Well, um, Mark Anthony is still doing stuff, and he came in in the oh, 90s. Mark, Mark Anthony's done. You, didn't, you know, Mark Anthony, have, he had a... Wow, he had uh, um, serious... Uh, heart attack, man. And stroke. And he's been in the oh, hospital. Okay. I don't know if he's out now. 
but uh, he's a friend of mine, man, and he knows how I feel about him. So, you know, I just want him to, to I hope he's recovered sometime now. Cause that, that was a while ago that happened, but, you know, I hope he uh, is able to function, you know. I, I think performing is thing on his mind, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, hope he's okay. I, I have no clue. Yeah, man, it's just, yeah, he, I hit him up on Facebook and he told me, I'm like, holy shit, I mean, dude, you you know, why don't you call me, let me know something, bro, I just shouldn't have to, you know, find out from, I guess, you know, he just maybe wants to tell his family or whatever, and that's, that's understandable, you know, but, uh, you know, Mark's always been cool with me, man, we went, we go to Brazil together and stuff like that, and so, it was kind of shocking to, to hear that. You know, so yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard of that. Yeah, it's surprising for me too. It's it's been a minute since I interviewed him. I interviewed him. I started off blogging before I did the radio, and uh, I interviewed him on the blog, but I haven't had the chance to interview him on the radio. So uh, I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, Mark, wherever you are, you know, hopefully you're getting better. Yeah, man, he's uh, Mark's Mark's good people, man. Every time we're around, man, he's always laughing. He's always in a good mood. I never see Mark in a bad mood unless, you know, someone put him there. But, man, Mark's always, uh, he's going to always be my guy, man. It's like, you know, people know that I put Mark in my movies more than anybody, you know. It's because guy has a great attitude. He shows up and just do what he has to do, man. He doesn't. Yeah, he was always a reliable performer. Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, we just me and Mark hit it off when we met, so that's just how it was. And by us being from the old school, we hung out together because that's what you do, you know. The new guys, I'm saying I don't like them. It's just that you know I have no rapport with them, you know, at all. It's like, like I said, it's only me and Lex left. Now that Mark's not working anymore, you know, uh, it's it's us two now, you know, because you know weed's been going, by our lungs been going. Yeah, um, I think Tony already came back, you know, but yeah, you know. I think he's still doing some stuff for Blacks on Blondes. I don't know how old. I don't know how um, how they shoot their stuff, so I don't know if it's like stuff that it's you know. There's some websites that like to record a lot, and then they you know they're releasing stuff a year later that was shot the year before. So I don't know how they do their thing, but I know he's been popping up on a lot of their stuff, especially like the. Uh, you know, where it's like, uh, you know, the the big uh, gangbang-style productions that they do on Blacks on Blondes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the stuff I did when I first got into business, man. That's uh, more power to them, you know. <laughs> I mean, you get up in age, man. You've been around this business, man. You ain't even thinking about doing anything like that. You know, you leave that to the young guys, you know, let them prove themselves or whatever, you know. Um because me and Mark was having a conversation. This is before he got sick or whatever happened to him. Um, and he was saying, hey, man, you know, LT, man, we're supposed to be, like, retired. He said, yeah, but we're still going. I said, hey, man, if, if it still works, keep working, right? He said, yeah. So that's how we saw it. He said, you know, we still had our tune and it was still working, so we just keep working, you know? And uh, um, it's, a, it's, it's just been... A wild, crazy ride, man. This business. I mean, I've I've seen some stuff, been in some stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, I'm not a bitter guy because I've won my awards. I mean, I've won five Irving awards, like two, three Expos. I don't know how many Urban X. You know, I won an AVN award for crying out loud. You know, for uh, best-selling movie. So, 
I've got my awards. I'm fine. You know, so I'm not, I'm not a guy that's like, whoa, I never won anything. No, I've won a lot, and I'm happy for that. I'm happy for Adrian for for noticing for noticing the brother Exodus two. You know, uh, for my best Gonzo for Skin movie, and I was shocked that I beat out the people that I beat out. But then when I go back and look at the movie, that was a damn good movie. You know, um, and in my eyes, it should have won. You know, so um, I have no bitterness towards that aspect of the business, man. It's just that I'm just doing my own now. You know, definitely, yeah, which is a good thing. Who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? I know that earlier in the interview you spit out a bunch of names. So who would be like on top of your list as far as performers that you just absolutely loved working with? Wow, dude, that's just you, you got time to this. That's that's uh, that's gonna be a long page, bro. <laughs> um, that's not too many girls I don't like working with matter of fact i like working with all the girls man it's uh, uh to say favorites that'd be kind of slighting other girls you know and i don't want to do that you know but i will say the girls that i've mentioned before uh i go to war with them any day because i know what i'm getting you know what i'm saying uh there's a couple of new girls that have shocked me like skin you know like uh um uh this girl I put in, um, what that black ass name? Um, what's her name? Uh, she, she quit. Uh, her name is Ariel. Ariel, Ariel. She didn't, she went in the business one. I thought she was going to hang around and be, you know, I did a first day on, she's on the cover of that, and I, I thought she's going to be the next one, you know, uh, but thing happened, so. But, um, yeah, I think nowadays it's so hard to pick who's going to be the next one. Exactly. I mean, because girls don't hang around. I mean, and I know, and I think I know why. Because there's no black-on-black company shooting anymore. I mean, Yeah, well, we're going to be talking about them in a minute, so I want you to save your opinions on that. Because we're going to have a discussion <laughs> about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting situation, and it's like, Wow. You know, okay, and, and but I, like I say, I can see why the girls are are not being showcased like they were because of that situation. Yeah, no, that's very true. Now, as far as performers that you haven't worked with yet, I know that you're doing scenes with new girls right now. But are are there any girls out there that you haven't worked with that uh, are? you know, on your quote-unquote must-do list are performers that you would like to work with in the future, maybe on your site or in other productions? Well, I always wanted to work with Tiana Trump. She's still around. Okay, um, yeah. Holly Dean. Um, a um, couple more girls that I would love to, you know. Um, I never uh, got a chance to work with Remy, you know. Um, for whatever reason, it just never happened, but you know, um, yeah, um, I was going to work with Sasha Gray. This was right before she decided she didn't want to do porn anymore. You know, we were oh, talking okay. on the phone and, and uh, Sasha, yeah, I like to do it. And the next you know, she was gone. So that was, that was another one that got away. Um, but uh, those ones that I've named, you know, um, off the bat, you know, um, 
that, that I would like to work with because I, I see what they bring, you know, and uh, I, I just thought it would have been good to uh, to uh, hook up with them. But absolutely, you know, you know? yeah, life happens, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah. You mentioned a couple of performers by name throughout the interview, so I kind of want to ask you this. You've been in the game for 15 years, doing the damn mm -hmm. thing. Who would you consider to be yeah. some of your close friends in the industry, fellow uh, female and male performers that you would actually consider to be friends? Mark's one of them. You know, uh, Wesley Pipes is cool with me. Um, uh, uh, Prince is cool. Billy Banks is cool. Um, Shout out to Billy yeah. Banks. I haven't heard that name in a minute. Yeah, no, me and Billy, we hanging out, man. It's just like, you know, it's, I don't tell people. It's, it's like, you know, uh, uh, me and Billy has never stopped talking, man, no matter what. It's like even, I think, until about four months ago, I, I was keeping in touch with Dwayne Cummins. You know, he used to be in the business, and then he quit. And he used to always... Keep in touch, you know. Yeah, I haven't and, heard uh, that name in a minute too. Yeah, so there's a lot of guys that I still keep in touch with, you know. That that, uh, you know, we still talk, you know. And sometimes, man, you meet people. Just the bond goes beyond porn. You exactly. Know, yeah. Realize, you know, how do you guys click? Do you, you know, what I'm saying. Uh, I knew that that the guys that I mentioned that I would probably still talk to if I wouldn't even do a porn again, you know, uh, because. You meet so many people, and then you find out who, you know, uh, uh, that that that's compatible with you and, and your attitude and, and the way you look at things. Uh, if people can tolerate you, <laughs> you know, so those are the people that you hang around. You know, uh, there's some people that don't want to hang around, and and it's, it's like it's, it's not their fault. It's just you know don't have nothing in common. You know, I mean, I mean, everybody can be your friend. That's that's the way it is you know that yeah i mean they don't mean if i see you i'll ignore you no i ain't gonna do that i'm speaking shit to breeze with you for a minute you know and then go my merry way you know but uh sure that's guys that uh the, the guys i named that, that you know i still talk to what do you attribute your longevity to in the business hmm i think when i got with elegant that took me in another direction. It took me away from being just a performer, you know. You know, it, it, I I went from a performer to a creator, and that that kind of made my longevity uh, happen. And, and it's like if I wouldn't have done that, who knows how long I would have stayed, you know. But since being, you know, uh, when Patrick and I struck it struck a deal in Vegas. You know, uh, the year 2006, and I knew that I was going to be around for a while. After that day that I met him, it was, it was at the Avian Awards, 2006 Avian Awards. You know, we, we met at the slot machine, and I introduced myself, and I told him, I said, hey, man, I can, I can upgrade your black-on-black -black product. And I said, hey, I don't know how to shoot camera right now, but I got some great ideas that you'll like. And he told me, he said, okay. I like the fact that you were honest with me. You came to me and you, you spilled out everything you wanted. 
You didn't give me no bullshit about how good you was. No, I'm just kind of happy. You said, okay, this is what I do. You shoot a scene for me. And if I like it, you got the job. So I shot one scene, and the rest was history. There you go. You're actually leading me into my next section of questioning, which is good, because uh, right now I do want to talk all about you as a director and a producer. So my question is, what, what sort of brought on this urge to direct and produce? Because there are a lot of performers out there that are quite content with just being a performer. There are a lot of performers out there that aren't interested in going behind the camera. So what brought upon that urge for you to want to go behind the camera as well? Well, I just want to put my vision on things. I want to create, you know, even if I was still doing scenes, which I was, you know, but it was still my idea. Everything was mine and it worked. You know, my thing was, if I'm going to continue doing this and working for other people, then basically I'm just a meat slinger. That's the word <laughs> we used in porn. You know, you just sling it, basically. But you don't have anything of your, of your own. And I don't mean your, your own, that you own the product. You know, that's a whole different conversation. But, but that you were in control of. You know, are, are you casting? Are you doing the casting? Are you, are you setting up the scenes? Are you doing whatever? That's when you know your job has changed now. You know, you go from a, just a performer to a producer and director. You know, you book your own scenes. You know, it's one thing Elegant never did. They never booked my scenes for me. You know, they, they would request, hey, you want to use this girl? And I would say, yay or nay. I was like Congress. You know, they had to send it to me first to get okay. <laughs> you know, before it goes back to them to be, you know, either vetoed or, or, or signed. Mm -hmm. You know, so, but I was the one that say, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. But I had this girl in mind. I feel she'd do good for this. And they said, okay. You know, they never stepped on my toes like that. They, they let me be who I was. And that's why I worked out for seven years. Because if you hire somebody to be a director, you don't want to tell them what to do. Then why the hell are you hiring them there? If they got to tell you what to do, then why, why are you there? It doesn't make sense, right? Absolutely. It's, it's like, if that's the case, you're just a camera guy. You're not a director. I mean, director hires his own girls. A director sets up his own scenes. And he does it the way he sees fit. You think you're going to tell Steven Spurberg how to do his movie? No. You think he's going to listen to you? Hell no. Yeah. Creators are going to do what they do create okay when they finish it and say here it is this is what i shot and there's not one movie that i brought in there that they, that they didn't like from from sugar walls to up that black ass series to the spinoffs to up that white ass to the the the, the, the black mamas the uh, uh black Booty worship series the club elite series which is very interesting that that was the first to do that you know, um, I've never did a DP movie. I always wanted to, but it just, you know, you know, the brothers wasn't <laughs> into that stuff. So it just never came, never happened. But uh, uh, being able to create and, and do something, and if it fails, that's on me. Okay, if it, if it fails, people can understand that's on you because no one did anything. They, you, you did everything. So remember, that's pressure with that. But I enjoyed the question because that made me concentrate even more to uh, to, to understand that if I screwed up, it was all on me. You know, so that basically made me buckle down and, and, and do it the right way. Interesting. I like that answer. Good answer, man. Yeah, it's, it's, 
the way it is, man, is, is a lot of guys are scared to be in that position because they, they're afraid they're going to fail. You never can be afraid to fail, man. Never, ever. You know, if you're afraid to fail, then you, you I don't know what to tell you. You know, you're wasting your time here on earth. You know, you got to try. You got to try. If it don't work out, don't work out. You know, but you got to try. Absolutely. So, where was your directorial debut? It was for Elegant Angel? Elegant, yeah. Okay. First time I ever did anything like that. Okay, and you were with them for, I was like trying to look at the titles, but sometimes, as I said before, sometimes, you know, you record stuff before, so sometimes when it's released, it's not accurate to when it was recorded. So, from what I saw, it seems as if you were with them for seven years. Is that about right? Yeah. Absolutely correct, sir. Okay. Well, before I ask the the question that I can't wait to ask, let me ask this. What was it like to hold your directorial debut in your hands for the first time? Man, it was... Actually, I, I was like, wow, I just did this. And people loved it, man. It's like, cause I shot uh, Sugar Walls Black Tails with the emphasis on being a little bit more nastier putting the sisters through the stuff that you see, you know, the, 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 uh, the white and white movies, you know, uh, man, what is, what is going to be ghetto, you know? Um, so when it was all said and done, when it was over, I was really proud because I knew it was different from all the other black on black stuff. You know, I'm not saying that the other stuff wasn't good. I'm just saying it was different, you know? Uh, and it, it worked for me because that's what I saw in my vision, and I was really proud that it was over. Awesome, man. That's good to hear. Okay, so here's the big question, and this is the one that I'm curious about, because you're with the company for seven years, and you're pumping out all this amazing content. You, I mean, you... The fans love your stuff, man. I mean, you know, you would not be directing for seven years, and you would not have as many different titles and series and whatnot if you weren't doing the damn thing. So, why did you end up leaving Elegant Angel? That's a good question. (laughs) That's probably something you probably have to ask Patrick. You know, um, uh, me, Mason, and Wayne, we still look at each other like, uh huh. You know, it's like a, we don't know what's going through Patrick's mind, man. Uh, I mean, and it's like, uh, why even try? You know, it's like, okay, cool. It was a good run. Let's just go on. Let's move on. Okay, so and you didn't leave. You were given the pink slip. No, I went. It was. It was like this. And I'm gonna tell you straight out. This is how it was. He told me that he couldn't afford me. Just what he told me. You know. And I'm looking around like, really? Am I that expensive? You know? So, uh, even to this day, people that I work with, like Chris Dreams and, and even Mason, could understand why I wasn't there. They said, why? I mean, it's like, it, it, I guess some people say, well, this is Patrick being Patrick. He did it before. Patrick just cleared house for no reason. Because he just wants new people. And that understanding that dude you look at your sales slip and look at what we're doing but it didn't matter to him he just wanted to he wanted to get rid of he patrick didn't want to do porn anymore mm-hmm. and he figured by keeping us it was gonna slow him down for go seeing traveling the world i guess whatever what he wanted to do you know 
uh, you want to do a documentary, and, and, and that's what he wanted to do. And he didn't want to do porn anymore. So basically, you know, but if you if you if you don't want to do porn anymore, you can't have successful directors in your in your in your company. You know, you just got to sit the hell with it. I'm getting rid of it. Goodbye. You know. So uh, that's that's the way it was, man. It's like, but you know what? I've never ever hold grudges or anything like that, man. Because you know things happen for a reason. You know, and, and with him, from the history that I heard from Patrick Collins, seven years is a long run. And usually people have been fired twice in seven years. And I was I was the only one that was never fired. My tenure lasts all the way into he wants to just give up doing shooting porn. Yeah. Basically. You know. And uh I never understood it. You know, um, was I going to try to find out? No. You know, it's just like, hey, man, if, 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 if you don't want to do this no more, then okay, because he all told us. You know, he's having marital problems and, and, and all the money was, was, was held up. It's, it's, it's part, there's some times that we couldn't even shoot because we didn't, there was, the money was held up because he was having you know, divorce issues with the company, with his wife. And I just knew it was going to not end well. When, I, when all that started, we were all talking, all of us, and we said, this is not going to end well, you know, and uh, it didn't, you know, and, uh, and, and and eventually everybody was gone, and then he rehired some people, and we looked at each other like, huh? <laughs> you know, but like I said, Patrick is Patrick, man. You know, what are you going to do? You know, it was like, Patrick was like Steinbrenner, uh, you know, just the way it was. Okay, so... After you left, in my opinion, it seems as if they tried to continue on your series without you, and uh, it was yeah, yeah, it wasn't obviously you were not directing it, and uh, I mean it was a series where you were like the male talent. I mean you were the sole male talent. You know whether it's like four scenes, you were the male talent in those four scenes, and so they ended up putting you know just you know different black male performers in the scenes and whatnot. And you know what it and you know what it looked like? It looked like everybody else generation of movies. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. Because those same guys that are in there were the same guys that were working for everybody else. See that's why I did all my scenes. Because I wasn't working for anybody else but West Coast. You know? So it's like when someone watched that but remember I created that series. That again didn't all all the all the titles was my creation except for Sonic Girls. You know, everything else was my creation. I created Sugar Wars Black Tales, Up That Black Ass, uh, uh, Big Wet, uh, uh, not the, that titty thing, we just did the spinoff from the from the uh, Big Black Wet Asses. Big Black Wet Asses wasn't mine. That title was already there. So that was theirs. But I just took it over and made it black on black because it was an erasure. And I, I wanted to get that back to being black on black. So that's what I did that one. But, the club elites, the the the, the showcases, the um, uh, the Black Mama series, the Naughty Black Housewives, all that was mine, 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 mine. I did all of those. All of those came from my mind. And when I started up that white ass, I did it because I did about three up that black ass, and I said, you know what? Why not put an original into this? You know? Okay, cool. So I did that one, and then I came out of up that Latin ass. 
I did like two volumes of that, you know, and then uh, I came out with Asian Booty, you know, that was another one of mine, you know, uh, it was Asian Booty Worship, you know, until uh, uh, they changed the Asian Booty for whatever reason. But anyway, um, all those were mine. And then when I left and I seen up that white estimate, I'm like, hmm, well, that's creative. They couldn't come up with their own title. They have to come behind me and expect to have the same input. You know, uh, that's fine. It's good to be flat, you know, it's good to be marked, you know, and copied after. Yeah, that's great. You know, uh, I had nothing against the guy who did it. He was just, you know, he just took a job, you know. It's, I had nothing against him. He's still cool. I have no, no issues with him. It's the thing is, if you want to be recognized, get your own title. Don't do nobody else's. Get your own title so you can stand on your own two feet. You know, and I see some titles that William H. did and Mason did. I'm like, why? Why are you doing these people's titles? Okay, you didn't create that. They did. You know, you, what, what I was, was saying is that why are you riding on these people's coattails? Do your own thing. Okay, you have the job. That's fine. We're not complaining about that. But just do your own titles. You know, then you get my respect. Do your own stuff. Don't do stuff other people's done. Because I don't want to do it. If I came to a company and I'm doing other people's stuff, it, then it's, it's really not mine. It's still theirs. Because they created that. You know? And and people, are, when, they, when they look at the movie, well, this ain't the same. You know? That's just like doing Friday 13th, number three. But what's Craven is not doing it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if if you do a, a, a sniper two and Clint Eastwood is not doing it, then no one's gonna see that. That's why the Terminators fail because Arnold didn't do them. You know, so it, it's like no one was hating. It's just do your own stuff, and you get more respected respect that way. Good answer, man. Good answer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing hard about that, man. It's like, like I said, I, I, I don't wish anyone not to take a job. You know, if somebody offers you a job, take it. You know, but if one's offering you creativity, you know, make it your own. That's all. I 100% agree. What company currently distributes your productions? Well, I'm going to steal my own stuff. Everything's going to be done by me. Okay. Everything. But you I'm were gonna... recently doing some stuff with Black Market, correct? Yeah, that was a mistake, but that's another story. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of these days, we're in a bar, man, and I buy you a drink, and I can, I can tell you about it. But, uh, you know, it was just a bad idea. Okay, so you're going to be self-distributing, which is a good idea. I 100% agree with that. So... My question for you is about titles. How did you come up with your titles for your productions? Like, and just in general, you know, just how do you come up with titles? Like, is that something that uh, is a long thought out process? Is it something that just pops into your head as you're thinking about what the concept is? Yeah, something that pops up in my head. It's like, you know, when you're shooting guns or you have some kind of. Uh, uh, you, you, have, you have to know which way the fans are leaning. What, it, what, what do they want? It was always about what the fans wanted, what was out there, what was needed. You know, they always said Zorro was a serpent of the people. He did what was needed. 
okay, my thing was similar. I put out stuff that people needed and wanted. You know, I put out vignettes, you know, when they did Naughty Black Housewives, Black Mamas, White Mamas. People love setups. They don't love the fact that you walk in, the girl walk in, there's a guy, he's already hard. <laughs> and then the scene starts. You, you know, it's just, uh, come on, you can, you can do better. You know, but my eyes, I thought as, a, as an ethnic audience, which, which I was trying to reach, my thing was to give them something that they don't have. You know, and it worked. I won't give them another something that Black Ice is doing, another something that Evasive Angles is doing, or something that that, that, that Nikki Starks or Dark Side was doing. I don't want to do any of that. I want to give them something that they didn't have, you know. And I'm gonna feel that way, you know. Uh, um, the days of of that high uh, glossy Gonzo is it's it's you know. People change in what they watch. You know that. You 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 don't even watch the same kind of porn anymore. You you watch you want something different now. You know mm -hmm. you watch a lot of what you used to watch. And you say okay, let's move on. I want to see something else now. You see what I'm saying? People change in what they look at. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. That's very true. Yeah. Even though I'm, I'm always like Captain Crunch, that's never going to change. <laughs> Shout out to the captain. Exactly, man. And Gene LaFoot, too. How do you find your talent? Especially now. Especially now that you're doing new girls. Like, how do you find the talent that you want to work with in scenes? I have friends that have girls and, you know, uh, girls that know girls and, you know, that kind of stuff. And people usually hit me up on my email with pictures and stuff. You know, uh, I have this girl, what you think about her? It's that kind of thing. You know, so it's basically uh, people that have been knowing me for a while. They they, sh they always shoot me pictures, and even girls can shoot me pictures. And speak about this girl, speak about that girl. And, you know, I got a friend out in Houston, which you I'm at right now. Uh, he helps me with a lot of girls. That so, and there's no shortage of girls. There's no that's not at all. It's just like I'm just trying to get them in, you know, and uh, just get just get, get my website up. You know, as soon as I can. And then after that, I'd probably put some out on DVD. Hell, everybody else do it. You know, Blacks on Blondes, even Black do it now because they have to deal with jewels. So, uh, but I'm not going to go through that kind of distributor. You know, I'm going to my own. You know, uh, there's some stores down here in Houston that uh, don't mind me uh, doing my uh, uh, own business with them directly. So that helps. Earlier in the interview, I asked you to describe your fuck style. Now I want you to put your directing hat on, and I want you to describe your shooting style. Hmm. Shooting style? You mean style is the camera work or the production style? Uh, because it's, it's that question to be tricky because I don't know if you're asking about, you know, how I shoot the camera or... Or what do I shoot? Styles, it's like, uh, or just a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Well, my thing is to, to always focus 
I put my focus on the girl. You know, what she's doing, what she's going to do. And then what she's finishing up. And wrap up the story. You know, uh, if it's Gonzo, same thing. I want the people to know the girl. I want them to get to know her. You know, uh, I want to hear her talk. You know, uh, so I ask a lot of questions with, with new girls that I shoot. Shoot, I can shoot Sydney Capri and everybody know her, so I don't have to say anything. You know, Sydney, she, you know, there's no need for introduction. <laughs> you know, if you don't know Sydney Capri, you, you, you haven't been watching porn. You know, uh, girls like that, you don't worry about. You know, you can put them in, 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 in vignettes and it's, it's all good. But, uh, shooting styles or vignettes are shoot. The totally different from shooting styles in, in Gonzo. You know, vignettes. You, it's all. It's always. It's all. It's always about the story. It's all about what you're doing. You know, so you shoot that in a way that you're telling that story. Even if it's everything is different, every scene is different in that movie. Like the White Mama series and the Black Mama series. You know, uh, all those are vignettes. All five scenes, and I shot them all different. Why? Because the girls were different. <laughs> the, the, the situations were different. There's sometimes I want to I want to have the camera work look like the old Batman style, the crooked style, you know, to make it look kind of weird. And there's some styles where I just want to make it look, you know, uh, uh, shiny and glossy. Uh, uh, some that I want to make look old school. You know, it just depends on what I'm doing. My style, but my style is basically, you know, uh, William H. kind of gave me some good pointers about shooting camera when I got it elegant. You know, so uh, I could never copy him. Uh, he was just showing me how to keep the camera still and, you know, do certain things. And he shot a couple of my scenes. I used to watch him a lot. And, you know, I learned, I learned from watching him, but I never shot like him, you know. It's one thing to learn for somebody, but it's another thing to to shoot what you see. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what I do. So basically, my style is me. You know, uh, once I learned the technical stuff and how to keep the camera still, I was on my way. You know, but that's basically it. Obviously, you're directing and producing, so you're going to have to see yourself on film. Was that something that you had to get used to? The reason I'm asking is because typically I always ask a performer whether, you know, it's a female, male performer, do they watch their own scenes? And I would say maybe 55% say that they don't. It's always the majority, they say that they don't, that they try to stay away from watching their stuff. And then there's also, you know, another percentage that say that they do because they learn from themselves and this, that, or the other, trying to make the scene better the next time, blah, blah, blah. But you, you're sort of forced to have to watch yourself because this is your content, you're starring in the scenes. Was that difficult for you to do in the beginning? Or were you comfortable and no, it was because fine. I, I want to no because I want to get better you're not going to get better if you don't watch your stuff you know and you you have to especially a male talent you know you want to critique your stuff are you are you are you doing things with without your hand in the way are you covering up the girl where the camera can't see you need to watch that because when you start getting phone calls that's the reason why you stop getting phone calls because you don't know how to do a scene you know, and doing scenes is not just having sex with the girl. You got to be aware of the camera. You know, you have to constantly open up. 
no matter what position you're doing. You know, the camera has to see. You know, you can't you do, do personal sex, you know, uh, remember there's a camera there. So I had to learn that. And, 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 and how I did that was by watching my performance. Now, the girls, on the other hand, just don't want to see it just because they don't want to see it. Oh, and it's, it's mainly stupid stuff. Why well, don't like the way I sound? Why well, don't like the way my, my, my ass be looking? I'm like, oh, God. You know, but some of these girls, I tell the same thing. If you want to critique yourself, if you want to get better, you need to watch yourself. You know, you, you need to do that because if you don't and you, you think you're doing stuff that, that's good and it really isn't, you know, and and then you, your phone stops ringing for a while. You maybe you gotta go back and pull those videos out and watch and see what you're doing wrong. You know, mm-hmm. because a pretty face it's okay until you start shooting. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be well. She's pretty, yeah. Well, yeah, she's pretty, and that's it. You know, so uh, if they can, they they should watch themselves, men and women. In the beginning, how difficult was it to direct scenes that you're starring in, that you're performing in? Because for the most part, we sort of picture a director being there, you know, watching everything that's going on, saying, you know, okay, you know, do this angle, do that angle, and whatnot. And you can't be there watching what's going on because you're the one that's doing what's being filmed. So how difficult was that in the beginning? Did you have a camera person that you had to sort of teach how to see your vision or what did that entail in the beginning? No, it's like, you know what? When people watch, used to watch uh, Charlie Chaplin in the old days, you know, the silent films, he did everything. He did everything. He started, he shot it, he was in it. He did everything. And that's what I call myself. I call myself the modern day Charlie Chaplin. I mean, I'm going to be in it, but I'm going to make the story that's going to be about the girl. I'm just the guy in it. The even if there's another guy in it, the whole setup would have still been the same. It wouldn't matter. You know, um, it's just, it was never difficult. You know, uh, some people were, were like, oh man, you don't use other guys. Okay. And, it, you know, that was my thing. And, 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 but I was able to control that and make sure it was done the way I want it to be done. You know, so me being nervous about it or no, I, I, that's what I wanted to do because I knew it was going to be good. If I did everything, I knew it was going to be good. You know, I questioned rather if I let Tomas be the talent in them. See, I never like to talk when I'm shooting. Anybody that I've shot, Prince, Mark Anthony, uh, anybody that I've shot, they tell you, I don't say anything. If I have to say something, that means you're doing something wrong. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm shooting myself or someone's shooting me and my stuff that I'm directing, I just want the camera person that's, that's, that's shooting for me to get it right. Okay. So basically, when I perform, I'm basically editing in my mind too. So because I want to make it easy on my editor. So I'm not just doing the scene. I'm doing the scene to make my life easier for my camera person and my editor. And actually, it's quite tougher to do that. Me and Justin Flair was talking about that. He said, man, you got to take pictures, set up the scene, do the scene, make sure everything's good. You know, it's a a lot of responsibility. You know, uh, if if you look at 
the guys who did that, me, Slayer, Lex, uh, Prince, that had their own series, and it was controlled of their own series, they'll tell you it's, it's, it's not as easy as it looks, you know, because everything has to fall in. If it doesn't, it's going to be really bad at the end of the day, you know. So, uh, no, to make the question, no, I wasn't afraid of it. I wasn't intimidated or nothing. I, I, look, I, was, I was looking forward to it, actually. Okay, cool. What has been one of your most memorable shoots? Damn. Dude. <laughs> Ugh. I think that scene me, Jada, and Jasmine Cashmere did for her sport woman series. That sticks out. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Sport woman two. Because I never pushed myself to that limit before. It was just nonstop action. Nonstop. I mean, I don't even think we took time out to breathe. I mean, I think we were all exhausted when that scene was over. I, I guess the first time that I think all three people was laying there after the scene was over, we were so tired. Wow. And the people that watched it said that that scene was the best they ever seen. That one, uh, um, it was a scene in Black Sport that was really good. Uh, the one me, Havana, and this other young lady did. Uh, for Black Sport, and of course the one me and Jada did with, with uh, Shine Jacobs, that one was good, you know. Was, but that one stood out to, for Jada's movie that we did uh, uh, for Sport One and Two. That that scene stands out in my mind. Okay, cool. Love Jada Fire. Never got the chance to interview her, but uh, that's someone that I would still love to interview. I love Jada Fire. Well, she's got a Twitter, man. I know I need to hit her up, but I've heard that she's shy. She doesn't like to do interviews and stuff. But uh, I'll I'll hit her up and see what happens. Maybe on the phone it'd be different because she ain't got to look into no camera and all that stuff or be with a microphone in front of her. She's just talking her phone like she's talking, you know. Exactly. So that'd probably be better for her. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll see if we can make it happen. Yeah. A production that I kind of want to pick your brain on for at least half a second is there's a production that I really enjoyed. It was a West Coast Productions titles and you don't have a sex scene in it, but you're in it for like half a second. But I thought it was such a remarkable title that ended up becoming nothing, which was very unfortunate. (laughs) I think you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you don't, but there's a production called Heated Passion. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. That was, that was back in the day. That was I, back uh, in the day. And it was remarkable, though, because they, what they tried to do was gather a lot of the top performers in the business, and they put them together in a movie. For those out there listening that are like, what the fuck is Heated Passion? They put them together in a movie with a storyline. The storyline wasn't bad. But they also put in all these superfluous scenes that had nothing to do with the storyline because it seemed like they just wanted to jam-pack as many of like the top performers in the game at a time yeah. in the production. Right. Which that's sort of what made, what sort of made it not be as great of a production as it could have been. I mean, they could have made it into a continuing series and, you know, still fit in the same amount of people, but that's just my opinion. Your scene, your girl was cheating on you with Darren James. 
Right. That was the scene. So what was, like, I guess my question, just to pick your brain, you know, just what was that experience like for you on, on Heat and Passion? I'm I'm sort of a fan of Heat and Passion, although it's very disappointing because it <laughs> Man, ended up being nothing. I about that movie since, actually, since it was done, actually. I, I think my girlfriend, uh, 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 my co-star was Carmen Hayes, if I ain't mistaken. I, I think, think it so. It's been a minute since I've seen Heat of Passion, but I think that's right. I know that she was in the movie. I can't remember who ended up fucking Darren James, but that might have been who it was. You know, I think Carmen ended up screwing Brian Pumper. Oh, okay. She went to this uh, uh, male strip club, supposed to have been, and, and she ended up screwing him. I don't remember the whole movie. I just remember the acting parts that I was in, and people said they they love my acting, and it's like, even though I didn't have a sex... 16 and it's like dude the, the acting part was really good i'm like well i wanted to come here to be an actor but you know uh i did my best on short notice it was very short notice so you know um it was it was interesting man because there were guns being pulled there were fights yeah was, i mean it like, was it was a big production uh, unfortunately really some of the stuff just it got watered down by like just the amount of scenes that they put into it but yeah, I, mean, I it think was... some of the sex scenes didn't need to be there. There were too I many agree. sex scenes. You know, you didn't need seven sex scenes. Like, come on, man. That's, that's you know, you don't need seven sex scenes, sex scenes to get your point across of heated passion. Heated passion should have been a, a feature that had sex that meant something. You know what I'm saying? That there was a reason why they were doing what they were doing. And that was that. You know, and... If, if you watch that skin movie I did, her movie, you know, um, her star showcase that I shot for her. When you watch that, everything connects. Everything. You know, most star showcases, it's all about the girl dancing, teasing or whatever, and then here comes sex. But it was never, I did the first star showcase that was really about the girl that was the star. Okay, the movie, uh, did, you, did you watch skin? Yes. So if you watch the beginning and not just the sex scenes, when the very first it came on, the very first scene, I was in a restaurant. Skin met me in a restaurant. And we were talking about uh, actually a controversial subject about how come black women don't get the respect that they, the, the, the white girls get, you know, as far as performance. And I was telling her that this is a chance to erase all that. To let them know, yeah, we could do the same thing. You know, you know where I took that part from? I took that part from The Professional. Remember that movie, The Professional? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Remember when he sat there and drunk the milk after that guy was giving him his orders? Yeah. That's the same thing. If you look at that, I gave Skin an envelope. She took a drink, drunk it, and then out she went. No one knew that though. Then I took that little, that little scene from the professional, and I put that in Skin's movie. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, look at that. And I, I had what the uh, trench coat, just like Leon did in the movie, even though it's pronounced Leon. You know, in that movie, she had the same trench coat as he was wearing, but instead of milk she drunk some liquor supposedly mm -hmm. anyway. yeah you know but i gave her her assignments and she did 
All of them, bro. It just I believe that's the reason why I won because it, it wasn't your normal showcase. You know, uh, I'm not saying that other people showcases are bad. I'm just saying this is the only one that I've seen that it was. It had a story to it. You know. Yeah, that is true. I'm and, trying to think. Uh, yeah. If you just let the DVD play, you would see that there is a connection to everything she did, and there was a reason why she was doing. It. Nice man. Yeah, so, something to go back and rewatch. Yeah, go back away and just just let the DVD play. Don't don't go straight to the sex scene. Just go, just just let it run. And if you don't want to watch the sex scene, you don't have to. But just you just watch the acting parts, and you will see that everything connects uh, in that whole movie. You know, and uh, I thought Heated Passion should have been that way, but it was just too many sex scenes. I think it was seven seven sex scenes. Dude, that's just way too much. You know, the movie's gonna be hella long. You know, I mean, you start to lose focus of what the movie's about with those many sex scenes. Yeah, it's very true. I agree with you 100%, man. Because you don't watch Vivid. The Vivid and, and, and Wicked don't have seven sex scenes, do they? You know, when no. you should have featured, your features should be threefold tops. And that's that. You get your point across. Because the feature, you, you're telling the story, it's not about sex. You just have to have sex in it. But that's not the sole purpose of what you're doing. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? Boy, early 80s. Like 82. You know, 81, 82. About then. Yeah, I was in high school. You know, so... Yeah, that's when I was noticed Sharon Mitchell and uh, Lisa DeLoe and and Nina Hartley and and uh, uh, what's her name, um, Bambi, uh, um, Jesus, the girl paid deep throat, you know, all of those girls, man. It's just like uh, that. That's those women weren't there are legends right there those women because they, they were on the big screen and I used to sneak in <laughs> you know I used to say I don't know what I'm saying this, but I used to sneak in the back door I used to wait for somebody to come out and I used to sneak in the back door and I'm sitting there and, and I watch the porn film <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this but I used to do that man. I used to sneak in because I wasn't old enough to get in there you know so I used to sneak in there and watch it man and, and leave with my eyes buckeyed from what I just saw I believe it <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was fun man it's like I I kind of had an interesting youth <laughs> you know when I when I started watching that stuff man and the first time I saw Nina Hartley was on the big screen you know cause remember they didn't come out with DVD and video tape uh, VHS until what the the early 90s mm-hmm. and back then it was those uh, the, the big box VHS's yeah the VHS those huge things man and uh uh, that's when, when, when video, when they started doing that, you know, uh, they saved a lot of money and the porn was making a lot of money, man. And they, you know, when I came into business in 99 and 2000, porn was, oof, especially 2000, between 2003 and 2008, porn was really doing well, really doing well. You know, after that, they started to take a big time fall off yeah. after 08. In my eyes. What has been one of the funniest things that's ever happened to you on set? Whew. Man, we have to go back. How many things I've done? I mean, that's kind of... Ooh. Funniest thing, that is just... 
man, I can even think of all the funniest things that, that, that happened. So, you know, it can be kind of a lie if to say one thing was, then I can't remember that the funniest thing was, but I can't remember. So, there were some very interesting things happened on set, you know. Uh, but the funniest, oh, I don't know. Uh, that happened to me or just on set, period? That happened to you or, or, you know, if you can't think of something that happened to you, just something that happened on set, period? Well, actually, it did happen to me. It was a, it was a, it was a fight broke out, man, about 2002, I think it was 2001 or something like that. Some time ago, about, you know, wow, about 11, 12 years ago, you know, uh, it is, <laughs> it was kind of stupid. It was, uh, it was an Asian gangbang, and I think me and Julie, <laughs> me and Julie got into it on the set about something, man. We were during a fight naked. It was funny. It was oh, really, really funny. <laughs> we still talk about it to this day, man. We all laugh about it. You know, man. It was it, Devo was on the set. Uh, Junior St. Jocks. It was D. Rob. If you remember Rob, he was the one that was he was married to a D. Uh, D, remember D, uh, Latina? D. Yes, 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 um, yes, yeah. Yeah, he the one who hooked the scene up and, and got us all there, and it was just, it was funny, man. It was really, really funny, and, and we all talk about it, man, to this day. You that fight y'all was going to do? <laughs> it was kind of funny, man. There was another fight on another gangbang. There's always gangbangs when people have fighting, and, and, and I was smack dab in the middle of it. You know, and it's like I picked up a steel leg and chased somebody around the damn thing with, man, it was funny, man. It was everybody, we still talk about today. Remember that? And the thing, the guy that I chased, we kind of get friends now. So it was like, you know, you, you remember things, man, in your memoirs, and those things will never go away because they stood out, you know, and, and, and it's like, uh, they say you were never a porn star until you have those moments in your career that you can look back and say, oh, man, this happened, that happened, this happened. You know, uh, if you don't have any stories to tell, then hell, you went in it that long. So let's go from the funny to the embarrassing. Has anything embarrassing ever happened to you on set? Hell yeah, coming too fast. Shit, any guy can tell you that shit. Uh, I mean, that's... that's <laughs> well, any guy that's you, being honest. Exactly. I mean, you, you, boy, it, it, that's going to be a day when that girl's going to have your number. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it, you know? Uh, everybody, every male talent has had bad days. If any of you guys say it, they have it, they lying. Okay? Uh, especially all the brothers. All of them have bad days. You have them, you will have them. The longer you're in the business, you will have them. You know, so I don't want to hear any black guy tell them, oh, oh never. yes, you do. You know, uh, it's probably a scene that you bury what we can't find, but <laughs> everybody has bad days. And those are the embarrassing days when you have your off day and it's just, you just, it's just bad, you know, but uh, you, you shake it off and you come back, you know, uh, you persevere, you know, guys that, uh, uh, stayed around have persevered through all that stuff, you know, and mastered their game now. So the guys that you see now are guys who mastered their craft. You know, the guys that you don't see are the guys who didn't master their craft, you know, uh, for whatever reason. Um, and people, new guys always ask me why we see all, always see the same guys because it ain't easy as it looks. That's what I always tell them. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find a consistent performer that can do everything that needs to be done to make a good scene. Keep it up. Exactly. Pop when they're supposed you, to pop and uh, churn out a good performance. 
exactly. And then you got to deal with new girls who don't know what they're doing. You know, you got to deal with girls, some girls who don't want to be there. So you got to deal with all that. You know, and the thing is, can you deal with it? Can you put all that aside and still and still concentrate? Because uh, a lot of guys fail because only oh, the girl ain't feeling me. And she ain't supposed to feel you. This is a job. And this is not personal, bro. This is not a, this is not a personal screw here. You know, it's, she she may be fine and everything, but trust me, she don't give a damn about you. She wants to do the thing and make her money and go home. That's just how it is. And when most of these guys figure that out or understand that, they become better performers. You know, uh, I've learned that. You know, I think way back in 02 and 03 that, hey, man, girl ain't got to like you. If you got to get yourself together. And it, it ain't her job to 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 get you back. Your mind got to get yourself back. I mean, sure, if a girl volunteer help you, that's fine. But, you know, uh, this is a cutthroat business, man, as far as performing is concerned. You know, uh, producers and directors, they ain't going to waste no time to call someone else, believe me. Right? Uh, so, it's, uh, those are some big-time embarrassing moments, but like I said, the ones who persevered are the ones who mastered it. What's been the craziest thing that you've had to do in a scene? What's something that sticks out that you're like, wow, I can't believe I fucking did that? Oh, boy. And believe me, I didn't know I was going to do that. But it was a double vag, you know, and I looked up. I'm not going to tell you the amount of time it was, but I looked up and I'm like, whoa, whoa, what are we doing here? You know, <laughs> that was that was a shocker, man, because I ain't never been that close to a guy before. And it's like, okay, uh, cut. <laughs> I didn't know this was in the deal here, bro. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I can say that. That's funny. Yeah, a lot of productions are putting that stuff in and now, like double vag, double anal. Uh, you know, no, I think, I'm not into that stuff, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm there are a lot of companies that are putting that stuff out, so obviously people are watching it. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm just not going to do them. Yeah. You know? And a lot of guys agree. <laughs> so, I believe me, I ain't the only one, you know. No, it's very true because it do it does seem like they they use the same guys to do some of that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, they know who to call. They know who to call. I want to ask you this question that I'm sure a lot of your hardcore fans and supporters are dying to know: How much is LT packing? <laughs> oh man, I, I didn't think that mattered, man. They be watching me this damn long. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I yet to take a rule out and measure myself because I didn't think it was important, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't know, man, because I, like I've had, I, I've never measured myself. I mean, I, I just undress and do what I do, you know. Um, the, the the girls seem to like it, so you know. And that's the important part. Yeah, exactly. Something that's evident in your scenes are the pop shots. I mean, you have ridiculous pop shots, in my opinion. My question for yeah, you I is... Yeah, I did one yesterday, actually. <laughs> well, there you go. Do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent and large pop? Is it something that you do in your diet? Do you... Yeah, you it's know... what I eat. It's okay. what, a, lot of, a, lot of dairy, a lot of dairy products. A lot of guys can't eat them because they eat the lactose intolerant or for whatever reason, but... Dairies and lots of protein. Okay. Like milkshakes. Like the night before a scene, usually I run down to 
you know, to dairy clean and stuff, and I give me a nice milkshake or whoever who open like Denny's, Denny's sell good milkshakes or uh, whatever, and I always get a large one of those and, and, and gulp it down and, you know, and before then I usually probably have a, uh, a nice thick hamburger or a fish sandwich or something like that, full of protein. So you get that and you get the, 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 the milkshake with the milk and stuff and you should be good. Okay, there you go. So listeners, if you want to pop like a LT, you want to cover your girl's face, get a burger and uh, a good milkshake. Yeah, you get a burger with, with uh, uh, no mayonnaise, none of that crap on it. You basically just get maybe some onions, and, you know, tomato if you like that, whatever. So you can digest that thick ass thing because you know, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a fat burger kind of guy. So, you know, you, you need something else. <laughs> To help slide that down with that's a, that's a big thick of meat man you know right you've been a fat burger before you've been to la you know so uh yeah i, I get the, the biggest hamburger i can find man or, or fish sandwich or whatever and uh and, and chop it down even a steak you know see a steak does it too okay. you eat, a, eat a steak you know just keep feeding yourself protein eggs you know i sometimes i will put uh eggs in my milk you know and drink it and, oh, okay. and that makes a well of a yeah, it makes a well of a uh, uh, a mess on a girl. So interesting. There you go. Yeah, interesting tips. So before you did porn, were you as big of a popper, or is this like are these techniques that you learned throughout your career? Well, when you get older, you know you you, you know your body, and you start studying your body. I always been like that though, but you know in my personal life. you never see it because you're always <laughs> coming inside a girl, so you never see it. You know, but. When I got in this business, it's the first time that, you know, you see it, you're like, whoa, damn, I ain't always like that, you know. So, uh, uh, you don't know until you start doing scenes, you know, because uh, I've always been doing that. It's just that it's finally caught on camera, you know. Absolutely, man. So, unfortunately, LT, you know, we've run out of time, but I have so many more mm-hmm. questions to ask you. I have a lot of questions about some of the serious issues that are going on in the industry. I want to talk to you about black-on-black erotica, interracial, the whole condom situation, race in the industry. And we definitely need to talk about this uh, website that you are developing, that you're filming content for, this official mm-hmm. LT site. So, I was wondering if yeah. you're willing to come back for a part two. Sure, no problem, man. Okay, awesome, man. So that sounds good. So listeners, you know what to expect during part two. LT, before I let you go for this part one, can you fill the listeners in on how they can find you on the web, social media, those kind of things? Well, you, they can get me on Twitter at LT Triple X. That's my Twitter account, you know, and they can uh, actually go to my uh, Facebook, you know, uh, if they want to. You know, um, but my name is not LT on Facebook. It's a different name. You know, I use my alias, Vin Turner. So if you want to go on my Facebook, you can hit me up there. And if you want to go to uh, uh, my Twitter, you can hit me up there. Okay, sounds good. Uh, So, uh, listeners, stay tuned. Uh, Part two will be coming up. Uh, I want to thank LT so much. I want to thank you so much for coming on for part one. Thank you, man. 
You're welcome. And listeners, also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash Chulo Radio, and like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash Chulo Radio. With that, LT and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. All right, man. Night.